terrors of tripping on pump. Be there! Scour the spaceways! Explore vast alien worlds! This tin right here contains the whole rigmarole. I used to smoke about an ounce of hash every day. And it made me go a little bonkers. Maybe. If I occupy his mind with more duties, I can control his space. Hi. Big fat Hi. doobies. Hi. Hi. Hi, hi, hi. Yeah, what's up, everybody? It's Saturday, June 16th, 2012, episode 120 of the Hotbox. My name is Matt. My name's Ian. This is it. 120. Yeah. All right. Milestones and shit. All right. Every Saturday afternoon, you can catch us doing these shows live. Hotboxpodcast.com slash live. And if you're doing that, give us a call. 406 406- 204-4687. We would love to hear from you. Uh, if you guys notice, over at hotboxpodcast.com, the site got a little upgrade, a little redesign, rocking the latest, greatest version of WordPress. Of course, all of our shows are built on the, the WordPress framework. Very beautiful uh, code. And uh, there it is. New version. This is 3.0, I believe. Two or three. Doesn't matter. There it is. <laughs> enjoy it. Enjoy how fast it loads. Enjoy how well and nice it looks on mobile as well as desktop. So it's Saturday almost morning, kind of early afternoon. Almost. It's a nice day it, out. Nice it, day. You know, cartoons are probably over with by now. So. That's right. So flip on the hot box. And if right. you guys notice, we have a new, uh, a new platform in place here. We're, we're going to start using reddit.com. That if you guys don't know Reddit, it's like a... Kind of a dig kind of site. You can submit links and then people vote up and down and leave comments. Uh, <clears throat> you can make these things called subreddits. So we have hotboxpodcast.com slash subreddit. We'll take you to the Hotbox subreddit on Reddit. And there you will find all of the stories week to week that we have gleaned from the internet. And this gives you guys a chance to vote up and down or even submit your own stories and say, hey... <clears throat> You guys don't talk about this enough. Here's a good article. Submit, post, boom, done. And we'll see it. And each week we will build the show around that. So if you have a Reddit, it's reddit.com, of course, R-E-D-D-I-T.com. Uh, find the hotbox or just go to hotboxpodcast.com slash subreddit and help write the show. I think uh, we'll see how that works out. So looks pretty good so far. Let's start the show out. <laughs> you ever you ever been to the Appalachians? No. I, I've seen, I've never been there personally. I've seen a lot of, like, uh, satire, perhaps. A okay. lot of kind of just ra- making fun of that area. They're, okay. they're known for inbreeding and, and stuff like that. Um, that is also one place. Uh, this is Wye uh, County, Virginia. There, there's a really good decent, banjo music there. Really good moonshine, also. Yeah, and banjo music. Yeah, they invented dueling banjos. They, they go hand in hand, really. Moonshine and banjos. Hatfields and the McCoys and the Appalachians. This is my land. Derby, derby, derby. Yeah, <laughs> but anyway, they had a like a. They were really known for doctor shopping and and getting prescriptions for oxycontin and Dilaudids and all this other stuff. And putting it into circulation for the world at large to to kind of buy and, and get high. And I found it a weird article in the Washington Times that it's comparing... The headline says, Oxycontin, not bath salts, is the drug of choice of Appalachian addicts. 
So just if you guys didn't know, it's not bath salts. It's actually Oxycontin. I thought it was bath salts this whole time. I'm glad we have hard-hitting reporting like this to kind of really put it out there. Right. This article is actually pretty fascinating. I mean, it, it talks about how... A pillbilly. Uh, yeah. Have you ever heard of pillbillies? It's like yeah. a hillbilly, but on pills. Right. Right. <laughs> a fucking pillbilly. That's kinda- a- talks about how Oxycontin uh, was introduced to this area and it also goes into how Purdue Pharma uh, purposefully placed it in this area because of poverty. Demographic and, right, reasons. Like they, they introduced it to this area on purpose and they even admitted to doing it on purpose um, well, and, as and we how all know, they targeted these primary care physicians um, in these rural and poor areas um, specifically to market their new wonder pain medication. Well, and as we all know, places with lower incomes, the ghetto, poverty-stricken areas, they hurt themselves more. Yeah. And when you hurt yourself, you need painkillers. Right. Well, so look, more, makes... more manual labor. Sure. You know, people sure. doing Back more blue-collar work than, right, right. than, you know, no-collar work. Stereotype or... in the chat says they don't know about baths, let alone bath salts. <laughs> 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 I, I, yeah. Maybe if yeah. they'd stop snorting the bath salt and put it in the bath. Then, I wonder, can you, you know? actually take a bath with those? I wonder if, like, your skin would absorb it and just, like, a whole packet <laughs> just... <laughs> you eat your own face? Oh, my God. Could like, you imagine? You, take, you bring the steak knife and a fork, <laughs> which reminds me, that reminds me of a scene out of the movie Feed. Yeah. In the first, like, two minutes uh, of that movie with the dude uh, in the bathtub and yeah. how they're... You know, enjoying the delicacy enjoying of fresh meal. flesh. Mm. Fresh so, flesh. There you fresh go. Flesh, fresh, um, flesh, fresh, flesh, fresh, fresh. One thing I'd like to point out about this article mm-hmm. is that um, the comments at the bottom, I, I find it interesting because we talk so much about cannabis and, um, uh, you know, the, the perception about cannabis and how people are you know, uh, drug addicts for wanting to use cannabis medicinally. But if you read through some of these comments, that is not the perception about uh, Oxycontin addicts. It's Which it's is just re- the opposite. Yeah. Oh, I have pity on these people. Yeah, you know, like, like oh, Rush Limbaugh. Fortunately, you know that they were put into this position. You know, but then if we talk about a different substance like cannabis, it's all oh, those damn stoners, and nobody knows yeah, what they're isn't talking that about. A crazy but, dichotomy that they they it's a completely hypocritical about. It's like people can't shed the fact that because it's a prescription drug, it's okay. And then if you use these drugs, you're a victim. And it's not really your choice that you, you know, it's it's something that... that Which you, is interesting because if you think about it, if you take those, if you take, say, Oxycontin, uh, the, the regular ones, like, say, uh, 30 or 40, I guess, 20s and 40s, um, if you just take it normally... The uh, the barrier to entry for becoming really addicted to depend and dependent on it is much longer than if you crush it up, snort it, inject it, shove it up your ass, whatever. And so people are making that decision. They're choosing to not use it as directed and to to kind of up the rate at which they will become addicted to it. So even if I don't know, the, the, it's it's weird that even even if you're like they make you take it you have to make the choice and do the process 
to get it into the form that it hits you all at once and you become addicted quicker. So it, it's, I don't understand the whole have pity on them because it's, they just did a that. Comment from somebody. No, you know, I, I get I just, that. I just that mind state. It's weird right. because this is, if anything, like you propelled yourself into that. You know, it's not like the pill bottle comes with instructions on how to exactly. inject it. If you really want to feel good, right? You know, or if you're having breakthrough pain, instead of just eating the pill, do this. You know, it's, right. it's that's not it. And stereotypes, right? All medications have potential for abuse. Absolutely. Caffeine. I mean, you can abuse anything. Well, caffeine's not a medication. You can abuse air and hyperventilate. And I mean, it's it's stupid, but the anything. It's the human aspect. That's of not it. a drug either. Air? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, we're talking about a, 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 yeah, a substance I'm, I'm used as in a yeah. medicinal purpose. And right. yeah, I guess you could argue that oxygen is medicinal. But well, I was being an idiot, but yeah. But I see I see all these comments on here, and I'm, I'm in one way, I am kind of jealous that these people that have these huge hearts, these huge bleeding hearts, and these huge and anonymous They're hearts. so understanding of these people's drug use. You know, they're just so understanding that uh, about these individuals that have become addicted to these other pain pills or painkillers or opiates or mm -hmm. opioids or whatever max pain but but then when we we you know have a discussion about cannabis it's there's like uh anger and, and walls instantly go yeah up you know like all of a sudden it's a heated yeah. conversation but all, there's not a heated conversation period in any of these comments and it's which, like which would you say would would be more causing like a, a real detrimental effect on society i mean clearly i mean it's like these the people in this epidemic. on this this forum are like having a pillow fight about oxycontin <laughs> addiction yeah and then when we talk about cannabis man people break out the ak-47s <laughs> and grenades yeah, yeah and it's a it's a bloodshed yeah it's exactly and so I just, I don't understand how, well, I mean, I understand, but I don't, like, you can't I, rationalize it. Yeah, you know, especially for me, here, the CDC comes out, they release a report stating prescription drugs are now responsible for more overdose-related deaths than heroin and cocaine combined, and for the first time in 100 years, accidental overdoses from pharmaceuticals outrank car accidents as the number one cause of accidental deaths in the country, in our great nation of ours. But let's not do anything about that. Right? Let's... Let's, let's... ban it in Canada. <laughs> right. All right, and then, cool. And then let's raid some more marijuana dispensaries because they are causing problems. That's so... Meanwhile... Like, blatant. Right. It's... Wow. But... Unfortunately, we're dealing with we're dealing with Americans here who can't draw a line from point A to point B, sure. nor can they form their own conclusion while you know trying to interpret this information. So it's the people that are forming their conclusions for them that are right creating these realities. Basically, you know, if if I bet you if this uh, uh, author of this article would have thrown a paragraph in here about meanwhile, we are you know spending all the, these millions of dollars raiding medical marijuana facilities mm -hmm. where no one has ever died of an overdose. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I bet the conversation would be different. Oh, absolutely. But they leave that drug Lisa out of the King. picture. Lisa King. I mean, great, interesting article, but... 
can you be more unbiased <laughs> to once? I mean, yeah, if, yeah. And so oxycotton, or as the media refers to it, hillbilly heroin, hillbilly has become the 21st century black lung of Appalachia. Uh, History has taught us as black lung is recognized and accepted the consequence of bad practices allowed to continue long past obvious ethical boundaries, just like the continued manufacturing, marketing, and distribution of Oxycontin is today. And so... I mean that's like that's like a very blunt paragraph about the fact that oxycotton is is a raging issue uh, in in the Appalachian Mountains pandemic and, yeah exactly and and it's all over you know even in our in our small state of Montana you know where we have three hundred prescription drug overdoses a year which is more than like just like this article said but even in our small state the three hundred deaths caused by prescription drugs is more than uh, traffic accidents and all other drug overdoses combined. Yeah, all of it combined. The, what the, does that tell you? Right, but of course, that's the, there's there's no like legislation to to change that. It's the opposite. There's no. There's yeah. There's it's, no. There's no public outcry. You know what I'm saying? There's no. There's there's not people standing out on the side it's of the, the road with, with signs what you saying, would expect to see. You know, stop the opiate abuse. Yeah, you know, yeah. but. You know, people are more than happy to do that in protest against cannabis. I just, you know, it's it's very evident that the demonization of cannabis really stuck. Complete and then when we have agenda. an epidemic with another substance, man, it's they people sweep it under the rug. Yeah, like because they can't have any other substance more dangerous than the one that they're trying to create a perception for and it you know because that looks bad even it though the liars purdue pharma had to admit that you know yeah. that they, the way that they marketed it it says that you know that marketing trumped research and it says that a brilliant stroke came not from breakthrough in science but one of marketing you know the reason why oxycontin became so um um prevalent. common or prevalent or or used isn't because of the science behind it it's because of the way it was marketed yeah the doctors were told that they can prescribe it for anything from minor back pain to cancer patients right and their formula had a very low it was unable Purdue so Pharma said that abused. less than 1% yeah. of the users would become addicted yeah less how's than that 1%? 1% how's that statistic it's more like the other way around you know more what I mean more than 90% right and then i like this person that wrote a comment that says i was prescribed oxycotton for a concussion hmm you get medication for a concussion? Sure. I thought you were supposed to stay awake for a while. And, yeah, here, you know take what I mean? these and then try to stay awake. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, and, th and that's what and she goes on to say. Them. Have a beer while you're she at She says, it. yeah, right. I've never had any trouble with addiction to it. Uh. It just made me a little sleepy, but that was it. <laughs> Why did your doctor prescribe you a drug that's going to make you tired? That's the... Again, for a concussion, opposite. but that's the way it was marketed to these primary care physicians. Yeah, that it was told that that was going to be okay, and this was like a wonder drug. That's oh, it's wonder drug. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and, like... and we've talked about this before about <laughs> yeah, how yeah. Um, you know uh, the the marketing program behind the pharmaceutical companies, how they convinced everybody that 
it was bad or they didn't you know nobody likes prescription drugs but we feel like we need them and they're well accepted and people have all sorts of rationalizations of why this is okay but that is not why i can take this but i can't take that i mean that it's human human nature Mm -hmm. and for a little bit of history purdue pharma they go back to a company that once sold a sherry based medical or medicinal tonic in Greenwich Village back in the early 1900s, uh, the three brothers who bought the company in 1952, their names were Mortimer, Arthur, and Raymond Sackler, uh, all started out as psychiatrists at a mental hospital in Queens back in the 40s. Uh, that's where their insights would later be praised as groundbreaking in understanding the biology of psychiatric illnesses. Uh, Meanwhile, the oldest brother, Arthur, he joined a small advertising agency that specialized in marketing pharmaceuticals. Huh, that's helpful. Arthur was so successful that in 1997, he was one of the first people named to the Medical Advertising Hall of Fame. I can't even believe there's such a thing. Is there a a medical advert? Like, medical is to keep us all healthy. Why is there a Hall of Fame for how you advertise? Right. That seems so... Well, when we get back down to the grassroots of that, wow. that concept is that usually the individuals that are causing that? the problem are the ones that have the solution as well. Yeah. You know, but so they you don't cause the it. issue yeah. so that you can profit off of the well, solution. Well, we saw that prime example of that is what ICANN's doing with all of those domain name, uh, the, the new top level domain names. Just to submit an application to get one, non-refundable, like $125,000. What's just top to get, tier? Like, say I want dot podcast, so I could get the jamhole dot podcast instead of the jamhole dot com. Right. But the top level domain, they're very expensive. You have to pay like a hundred something or fifteen thousand dollars every year on top of this renewal. And all I can did was created a new solution to a non problem that they created. Right. And all these companies felt pushed into buying them because say say if Amazon buys dot mobile, then any other phone company that wants Verizon dot mobile or anything will have to get it from, from Amazon. So right. they're doing it defensively but then each defensive application, hundred and twenty five thousand dollars. They created this. It, I see a lot of parallels to that and, mm-hmm. and how how this whole the the marketing of this and it was shouldn't wrong. surprise you that a psychologist went into advertising, right? I mean that those That's the, they go hand in hand. Heaven, yeah, you know? absolutely. And it wouldn't surprise me that if one of these individuals specialized in addiction, you know, like this. And the the way that this how do all we get a out, drug to sell itself? Hmm. <laughs> well, most drugs do sell themselves, right? It doesn't take a psychologist to figure that out. But there's but a mass addiction aspect the, of it that will make you go buy pills instead of diapers or right. pills instead of food. There's a huge like push in that. Right. Like, that it sells itself. Right. Like a whore. It, it's, You're a whore. <laughs> um. So this is just kind of fascinating, I think, and I, and I, th- I think it's interesting how the author of this article highlights certain parts. I but mean, not others. Correct. I mean, yeah. he likes to talk about how this drug became popular because of marketing, not science. Sure. He also likes to bring up that, um, you know, in response to the um, Purdue Pharma as well as, uh, f- is it Pfizer? Pfizer, yeah. Pfizer. Um, they're both even today in litigation because of criminal charges Mm -hmm. Um, because of the way that Purdue Pharma um, 
admitted that they handled this Oxycontin thing. You know, they were fined. They took a plea deal and only had to plead guilty to misbranding. But they were... Yeah, but they were charged with multiple <laughs> felonies, you know, including conspiracy, um, mail and wire fraud, money laundering, and misbranding. Now, what does that money sound laundering? like? It's, this is this is if you take wow. if you take out the misbranding, this is the same. These are the same kind of charges that medical marijuana dispensaries yep, get. Exactly. The mail and wire fraud is probably because they were shipping their drug. You know, and yep. if medical marijuana dispensaries, you know, if if you had a by mail service only, I'm pretty sure that would be a charge that you would get. Oh, absolutely. So, Post office federal. Luckily, Purdue Pharma um, made enough money that they could pay their. Uh, let's see, how much was it? Uh, Forty five million, one point six billion dollars, and then it also charged their three top executives um, thirty four and a half million. But Purdue Pharma paid that for the executives. Oh, for sure. You gotta realize, though, that this hey, company is making... Hey, grab me the petty cash and yes, let me take care of that exactly. for you. This company is making billions of dollars off of something that... Off of our sickness. Right. Now, the other interesting thing about all of this is that um, because Purdue Pharma marketed Oxycontin in areas that are rural and usually... Um, the neighborhoods are a little bit more poor. Sure. Um, a lot of the people that live there are on Medicare, Medicaid. Right. And so what that means is that they're using our tax dollars to obtain this drug. The government's basically paying for them to be able to... Correct. ...get pills. Um, that is a sweet gig. <laughs> Right. Also, um, people that are on Medicaid are six times as likely to be prescribed opiate drugs than people that are not on government-aided medical care. For the pharmacies, guaranteeing that each one of these customers is going to be paying because the government's paying. So they're like, yeah, uh-huh. we're getting paychecks. Right. And so if someone's on Medicare, it's it's so easy for that. I mean, I think it's, and I bet you it's just training, the way that the doctors have been treated. It's, it's you know, Medicaid, sweet, let's get you a prescription. Yeah, well, and if because you're a doctor, what are you going to be more apt to prescribe? Something that is completely Schedule 1 and illegal federally that you could lose your license or these pills that will do more negative to the person and the society as a whole, but you can freely prescribe it and you probably get pretty sweet kickbacks. Mm-hmm. Allegedly. Um, Purdue Pharma created a video while they were uh, marketing this to the the physicians in these poor communities. Really, um, and the video uh, didn't mention some of the the downsides to this wonder drug. Of what course, what did it mention? Um, w- well, what it, <laughs> it that w- it was a wonder drug, and that it was something that you know could solve a lot of ailments with this one prescription, and that. Um, and an addiction rate of less, less than one percent. Yep. How is that? What the video doesn't mention is that oxycotton is just a few molecules away from being a synthetic heroin. Um, yeah, the way that's the way not something the brain... you're going to want to tell a, 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 a care physician, a, a doctor, because that's that's. Oh, by the way, is a red flag. <laughs> this is synthetic heroin. Yeah, pretty Once much. Once it crosses the so brain, blood make barrier. your patients feel better. Yeah, uh, I mean, you're going to feel better, <laughs> right? But <laughs> for a week. But, you know, they won't get addicted either. This is a wonder drug. Yeah, this is magic. Um, 
You know what the real wonder drug is? It's ibogaine. Have you ever heard of that? Ibogaine has been doing... There's a place called the Ibogaine Sanctuary. And so far, they have found this to be the best treatment for addiction currently available. Ibogaine. Ibogaine. It, from what I've read, it's like a trip. But the way it goes through and flushes out all of the, the opiate receptors, and it, it fixes the changes that the opiates made in your brain, and it puts you back to normal. It's like a reset. It's, it's crazy. Wow. Yeah. Is it, is it Better like than a, rapid like a... detox. Uh, Ibogaine treatment seems to rewire certain circuits related to addiction and reset neurotransmitter function to a pre-addictive state. Uh, was typically intriguing to scientists is the fact that this effect can last a long time anywhere from 10 days to a few months and what this does is allow the person to experience a state of mind they may not have anticipated ever experiencing again uh, this by itself is a very valuable experience for someone who has given up hope of ever feeling normal Patients are encouraged to use this window of opportunity without cravings to work on the underlying issue that may have caused them to start using drugs in the first place. I, I think it's great. The, the process of detoxification from opiates is accomplished in a period of days instead of weeks or months of pain and discomfort caused by slowly tapering off methadone or worse, quitting cold turkey. More importantly, this is achieved with a significant reduction of all the signs and symptoms associated with the opiate withdrawal syndrome. Uh, the staff has administered the, at this one particular ibogaine sanctuary uh, over 600 successful ibogaine treatments since 2000. Uh, they are now the most successful ibogaine detox center. So, it's pretty interesting. I would definitely, if you're addicted to opiates, I would definitely look into that. Uh, I wonder if that's upper echelon addiction. Well, it's it's kind of like thing. rapid detox, but easier on your body. So rather than putting you out and then injecting you with naloxone while you're out in a sedated state and having your body go through the withdrawals, even though you're out, it's still really hard on your body. This it's natural and it does it. I, I like I said, I'd have to read more about how it actually interacts with the brain circuitry, but it's what it sounds like is that it just washes over your brain and like puts everything back the way it was. And I don't, this is just, you know, sure. You know, and I, I was just thinking that with, there's all these things about, you know, the, like these programs and, you know, how many different uh, other prescription drugs are there to deal with opiate addiction? And then, you know, it's again, none of that is demonized at all. None well, of it and is a lot viewed... of it's just drug replacement. You're trading right. oxys for suboxone or oxys for methadone or whatever. Right. You're not really taking care of the initial problem. And that's another right. thing that this is really good because it they say it gives you that window where you feel normal again, like before you ever got hooked on drugs, and you can then address what it was. It's almost like going back in time and like having a chance to do it again and, and reassess what caused you to go down that road in the first place. It's interesting, definitely. I would keep an eye on that. If And the pharmaceutical company definitely doesn't want to do something like that because that's eliminating customers. Well, and look what they did with Suboxone. You can only have eight or ten patients on Suboxone if you're a doctor, but you can have as many as you want on OxyContin. Right. So get them all addicted and then slowly, right. eight at a time, get them off of it. Right, and 
that probably I mean that's set up to fail. It right. I mean that is by that design. Is design. Yeah, that is set up to fail. What's Much like our medical How's marijuana law here. Oath? You know, like why? Yeah, you know, let's uh, oaths. Human? It, well, oaths are an interesting thing because you speaking know, of Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> What? Wow! I got accused of, of relating too head. much. I don't even know what too that much meant. life to Game of Thrones. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> On the gym whole last night. An oath oh. is an interesting thing. I, I, th- you know, you don't swear in a Bible anymore when you go to court. Like you just raise your right hand. It's your you, word, right? Your and you, name. And you know, you you swear not to you know lie. Right. Or you swear to tell the whole truth, nothing but the truth, all that kind of stuff. Um, I always thought I. I remember when I uh, stopped going to church and and joined the uh, Recovering Mormons Association, and you know I thought about it like if I ever had to go to court or something, and I and I was uh, having to swear on a Bible, like that oath or that 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 swearing on something to tell the truth, like I really find that like an empty kind of uh, uh, ritual of sorts. You know what I mean? Do you really like? It, not everyone was is a Christian, and but not it's everyone's just for always been show, a, isn't it? That's More what I'm than saying, anything, is that, like that oath, you know. And then, you know, uh, people in the military take oaths, and I think that they probably take them more seriously than most. It's oaths. honor. It's putting your right. word and your name behind what you're saying you're going to do. But but if, if you look at the commander in chief, he takes an oath when he takes office, and, and then that lies oath, nothing but right. That oath is is. I bet you he breaks that oath by the end of the day, you know, in some way, yeah. shape or form, you yeah. know, and, and I just don't, I don't put much weight when somebody says, you know, I took an oath. Like that doesn't mean much to me. Does it mean more if you know the person no. and if, if you know that they're on, it doesn't No. I mean, an oath is just an oath. I mean, it's a state of mind that you were in at a particular point in time, and things change. I don't, and I'm not saying that people change. I'm just saying that the things around that person change, situations change. Do you and prefer a promise to an oath? No, I don't like. I don't like surprises either. <laughs> <laughs> All right, know? guys, that's an abort on the birthday party. Abort on the birthday party. Right. Okay. Do you what? even know when my birthday is? I'm. No. It's in two weeks. Is it? Yeah. I'll have to look on Facebook. Getting so old. <laughs> Getting old. Turning the big 2-9. Oh, my good Lord. Yeah. You better you go know. get your prostate exam. I'm like 29 and going on 40, it feels like, though. <laughs> like, Aren't we all? Mm-hmm. We've lived good lives. Um, but, yeah, I know. Th- I mean, judges... Uh, president like you said is yeah just up the whole it's 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 almost like a marriage certificate right. like it's, it's there to make you feel it's better a ritual it's a ritual it's, it's a ritual dated, you take an oath you know like useless knights ritual. of the round table sworn That's what oath i'm saying game to of protect Thank to you. protect the king you know is that where you're yes, going with that yes oh okay everything back then was based on the family's name and the word right. of that family and 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 they they always pay their debts with the the Lallisters or Alisters that that's their name and Lannisters. what goes the Lannisters thank you yeah. and what goes with their name for getting a lot of shit you know? always pay their debts <laughs> it's been a while since season 2 ended and that's true it's been like 2 weeks and i've i've crammed in <laughs> 3 seasons of community in between that Ooh, time just is that right <sighs> i 
I haven't. Yeah, never mind. It's all right. I'm not going to share that with. But the crowd. it's it's just like that. Like it, and once you break an oath, then your name is meaningless, and then you have a harder time going through life using your name for other things. Could you imagine if if uh, that honor system was still alive today? You know, like uh, how in in that series, the uh, the Kingslayer or Jamie Lannister, yeah. he. Uh, uh, Everyone knew him as the Kingslayer. You know what I mean? Like that was that's what everyone called him because but nobody that's kn- that's that one action that he did. Right. They don't know him for anything else they that didn't he done. Know what he looked like? Half exactly. Of they just just knew the, the name. fact that he was nope. the Kingslayer. And so imagine if if that honor system was alive and well today. If it was, there would be a lot of people walking around missing tongues. Well, yeah. I just, I guess I meant that if, you know, in a smaller community, I guess in a smaller community, it is kind of that way because, um, I mean, I experienced that when I was on vacation last, um, couple months ago, you know, on, on this small little tropical Island where everybody knows everybody, like a rumor travels across that Island faster than you can. You know, even if you were going top speed on your beach cruiser pedal bike, by the time you got to your destination, the people that are there already knew what you did. And so if people were to hold that kind of stuff against you, do you think that, uh, uh, I don't know. More accountability, would, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, at like, the personal level and more accountability. And if that transferred into politics where <laughs> there is a very massive lack of this accountability, transparency, whatever. Political Armageddon. Political if Armageddon. If our elected officials were held to their word. 2012. Political Armageddon. Political Armageddon. Right. Fucking A. Um, let's talk about a little medical marijuana news. Providence, Rhode Island, uh, Governor Lincoln Chafee, he signed some legislation rolling back, nice paper, uh, criminal penalties for the possession of small amounts of marijuana. Oh Chafee uh, announced the signing Wednesday night after the General Assembly ended its formal session. Uh, Chafee, who is an independent, had been expected to sign the bill into law. Uh, so now, in Rhode Island, adults caught with an ounce or less face a $150 civil fine. Minors would also have to complete a drug awareness program and community service. There you go. D- d- community service. Tom Olson of Providence says, I think it's a good thing because there's a lot of young kids in jail for weed now. That shouldn't be. Um, I don't know how many kids are in. Yeah. But state to state. It could me. be different. Different. I, you know, and I think that that's a other misconception. I think that you have to be a multiple offender before you're going to yeah, see the Yeah, your first of time. Jail. It depends what what it was that. Right. I mean, if they they catch you with you know pounds and pounds and pounds and pounds in the trunk of your car, still your first offense. I mean, people. How did that get in there? <laughs> a lot of times, people on their first offense. They don't see the inside of a jail on your first offense, right. even if you get caught with a couple pounds, because it is your first offense. It's kind of the slap on the wrist, but the next time, watch out, right? Because it's you're probably on some sort of suspended suspended if, sentence, if you or get in trouble one more time, a really lax probation, of, right, right. or you know something like that, and then it all comes down the second time around. Yeah, um, unless of course you know the police make a mistake, which is more common than not if you can hire a if lawyer. If you know what to look for, yeah. yeah. Or have a lawyer who knows what to look for. You know, if you think about how well you do your job, you know, yeah. um, but you still make mistakes at work. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's that's being human, you know, making mistakes. To and, error. And 
police aren't any different. You know, a lot of them are excellent at their job. You know, they right. they they really day enforce in, the law out. professionally, <laughs> if that's what you would like to call it. They do not protect and serve, but they enforce <laughs> the laws professionally. And but but they're human as well, and so there's there's always mistakes being made. Now, I like stereotypes. Says community service shouldn't be a punishment ever. Like, if you think you're helping the community, I, I agree with that. That It shouldn't be used. You shouldn't say that, oh, you have to help the community, and that's your punishment. Like, that seems weird. Isn't that, that's isn't an interesting that, point. Yeah, that I is interesting I never thought really of it that point. way. Thank you, stereotype. You know, and maybe that's, uh, uh, you know. Like, please don't make me go walk dogs for the Humane Society. Right. Fuck. Maybe that's why um, being that's part of the community has become such a, a a brash thing is because it's used as a punishment, you know, to help. Right, because back in the out. day, it was used as survival. You right. didn't survive unless you were part of a tribe or a, a bigger community, something larger than yourself. And punishment was exile from the community. Right, right. this is not like, being able to do community service. Exactly. Wow. You know what I mean, that wow, very impressive. Thank you. That's. I do like that point. I do. I, I like really it a lot. do. Um, so beforehand, Rhode Island, uh, they had possible jail time and fines up to five hundred dollars. So from that's what it is here in this state. Five hundred to one. Yeah, four hundred and ninety-five dollars if you get caught with paraphernalia. If you got, if you get caught with paraphernalia wow. and the dangerous substance, it's an it's a thousand dollars. Whoa. Because you get the paraphernalia charge and the possession charge. Yep. They're two separate Add charges. Up. Add them up. Mm-hmm. $1,000. Um, Rhode Island was the 15th state to decrim. Did we talk about uh, plea bargains last week or the week before? Plea bargaining? Uh, and the I way don't believe we did. The federal government... Um, did we? ...coerces their victims into taking their plea bargains. Uh, by f- offering, I don't think, I think we may have mentioned it. So when you, uh, um, speaking from a medical marijuana, uh, provider's point of view, when you get indicted for having a medical marijuana dispensary, you're usually given a stack of federal charges, right. you know, uh, conspiracy, conspiracy to manufacture, conspiracy to distribute, you know, um, production, possession, all of these criminal charges. And so a lot of those charges have uh, mandatory minimum sentences. Right, and, and so when you start looking at um, the time that you might be serving for all of these charges, you know, it's, it's upwards of 20, 30, 50, 60 years. Yeah. So they, they indict you, they give you these charges, and then nothing happens for a couple months. And my mom used to do this when I was younger. Uh, when I got in trouble, she would tell me, you, you will get your punishment on Friday afternoon when you get out of school. That's the you know, worst. And it's, and on it's a Tuesday. Monday? Yeah, it's yeah. Tuesday. God, thanks, mom. And I'm not getting I don't find And is what it Just was. Just wondering what the punishment is. Is that, you know, during the week, uh, my stepfather was rather strict, and I couldn't really do much. And so to punish me, they would wait until the weekend the end of to it. tell oh, me that yeah. I couldn't go do anything. That's you the know? worst. So the federal government does something very similar is that they, they tell you that you're going to be receiving all of you. They give you these charges and then they right. let you, you know, think about Simmer. it for a couple Marinate months. Yeah, exactly. You know, minute. cover Marinate and cook on, on low heat. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so <laughs> while you're going, you're Thank still you. a free man. You're still walking on of the streets. Course. You're still going to work. You're st- you're in your routine, but hey, 
you're watching you <laughs> right you know you're going home to literally your family. i'm in the window watching you <laughs> you're going home to your family but the whole time that you're doing all of this you have to consider that here in the near future you may be going to prison and what a, to live what a what a what a you need therapy just Yeah, what a for, mind fuck. Right? To, to think about it every day. Like, wow. You know, going home to your family and, and thinking, you know, like one of these days. marking it off I, on the calendar. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm probably not going to be able to do this for much longer because, you know, I'm going to prison. But then, you know, the federal guardian angel comes down and says, all right, all right. You know, we understand where you're coming from. And how about you plead guilty to this one charge? That doesn't have a minimum oh, mandatory sentence. That's so you know, shady. maybe you'll spend a year and a day in jail. Maybe you'll just get a house arrest. Maybe you're going to be on probation for eight years. But you have to plead guilty so to this one charge. Shady. And so, you know, you've had wow. this this fear building up for a couple weeks, you know, That's or like months the ultimate relief or whatever or that you're going to prison, you know, like you're going to prison. And then they say, well, but now here's the thing that um, skews any sort of statistics or results when doing a study on. You know uh, the amount of drug criminals. Well, yeah. How is because does that? Are, do you really want to take your chances in front of a jury? Oh, yeah. Especially in a federal court where you can't use medicinal marijuana no, as your defense. There's no. You defense. just have to cop up to growing cannabis. Yeah. And you can't tell them that it was under a state law because it's stricken from court record. That's so. So crazy. you don't you don't want to take your chances in court, or most people don't, for a couple of reasons. Do you have the money to pay for a good attorney to yep. take it through? I mean, that's going to cost an arm and a leg and possibly another rib, and he ain't getting no cute girl yeah, out of it. And no kiss at the end. Right. <laughs> and so people are taking these plea bargains, pleading guilty to a lesser charge, maybe getting some jail time, maybe not getting any. Again, depending, upon if it, depending on your record. Is it your first offense? Do right. you have a criminal record? Is it drug-related? Is it violence-related? Is it gun-related? You know, that all comes into consideration. So you plead guilty to, to some minimum charge, and then the federal government has that as a win, like right. they got a guilty plea. Exactly. It pads Regardless their books. of what what well, it was or I know that most statistics are made up, but I'm gonna say a vast majority of this criminal is beyond making up though, dude. This right. is like completely corrupting your database. I mean, this is completely screwing right, because your, you are you, are you can't There's take a word any for this that where you are pretty much forcing extortion. somebody Yeah, with the threat of fear. Right, right. And it's you know, not give me money, it's do this or I'm going to put your ass in, in the system. Exactly. From which you will like, never give be me seen a again. guilty plea. Yeah. So I can mark it down as a win. That's so and so fun. that I can so we in have results. They created like you made it that way. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like, oh, we have to do it this way so that we can maintain our budget. No, you designed it from the ground up. Okay. You designed it from the ground up to be that way. So, all right. Well, uh, you got to get out of here. Let's just wrap I this do. thing up. I do. That's all right. Uh, it is Saturday. It's kind of like cartoons, you know, like hey. it comes to an end. That's good you enough. Know? Good enough. I'll we do a little writing on the site, get everything uh, finished and shiny. And uh, thanks for joining us. 
It's been a slice. Email yeah, thanks info. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be here next week. I like Saturdays. I'm telling you, Saturday is the day. Afternoon. Yeah. At noon. Because then we can have Sunday the day of rest to ourselves yep. and really rest. Yep. No, this is key. Email info at hotboxpodcast.com. Check out the subreddit. Submit stories and vote them up and down. Write and help write story. the show. Or write your own story. Write your own story. Hotboxpodcast.com slash subreddit. Check it out. Uh, watch us live each Saturday around noon, our time. Uh, 11 Pacific, 12 2 Eastern. Hotboxpodcast.com slash live. Uh, make sure you're subscribed in iTunes, uh, Google Plus page, Facebook page. We have a Twitter account also. And all of those things will tell you when the show goes live. So follow us, and we'll follow you, and we'll talk to you guys online. Peace out. Bye. If you like, you weed, like this weed, is this where, is where you, you need to, need to be. be. <laughs> if you like weed, this is where you need to be. Thank you for listening to the Hot Box Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Hot Box Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Hot Box Podcast. Hot Box Podcast.